Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And coming up in just a bit, we've got Michael Felder, college football analyst, Lots lot to talk about here. We've got a big matchup between Michigan and Penn State, uh, Alabama's win over LSU. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, we're in this point of the season where uh, we've got one great college football weekend after another. Uh, so how about we bring in Michael Felder, who you can follow on X at In the Bleachers, and it's Felder on Substack. Uh Michael, it's uh, great to have you here. So let's talk about uh, Alabama and that big win over LSU. Certainly that defense uh, did more than enough to contain Jaden Daniels and company. Uh, But do you feel like that Alabama could very well make the college football playoff? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the reality. I think they absolutely could make the playoff. I think this is a team that's dangerous. I'll be honest. They're my favorite team in the country. They're my favorite team to watch week to week. I'm not saying they're the best team in the country but they are my favorite team. I love the way they play this like murder ball. I love the way that they make halftime adjustments. Remember, I started the season being like, I don't think, I think Nick Saban hates this team. And mm-hmm. now I've like, <laughs> I've turned, I've turned a complete page to the point where I'm like, oh, I think he loves this team because this team gives him a chance to coach. And that's the only thing he likes. Nick Saban likes two things. He likes coaching. Well, three things, I guess. He likes winning. He likes coaching and he likes recruiting. And this team lets him coach. And I think that's a huge positive for him where he can go in at halftime. He can show these guys, hey, man, you're letting neighbor. They're hiding neighbors, which LSU did a really good job of that in the first half. Hiding neighbors. He, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was no neighbors versus Kool-Aid matchups essentially for the entire game. They put him in the slot. Mm-hmm. They moved him around. They didn't want him against. They, they're like, no, he, we're not going to play him against Kool-Aid. Let's just move him around. And this get, this team gives Saban a chance to coach. And I think that's – um the thing he really likes and the thing I really like about what they're doing this year. Uh, a lot of follow-ups there. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, what are we going to get tonight with, with the ranking? Are they going to move Bama up? Because this is the conversation that right. college football fans are having after that game. Like, okay, there's a path. But with that path, does that mean Michigan, Ohio State loser is out, unlike what we saw last year? D- does that mean maybe there's a chance Florida State gets bounced? Does that mean – there is going to be no Pac-12 representative representative in the final year. Like, what runs through your head with, with Alabama getting in? So I did. So I, I did a show with um, with uh, my buddy, uh, the sports page. That's her Twitter. Um, literally, we did a show before the for after the first rankings, and that was the biggest question: is like, what happens to Florida State in the Pac-12? And Alabama is on a mission. Like, this is this is like I don't know if you guys have seen Glenn Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but like. They were sent from Mitch and Murray, and they're on a mission of mercy. Like, this team is – they are <laughs> hell-bent on getting to the playoffs. So, it's – it's so what happens? One, I think the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, they're going to have to be collateral damage if Alabama keeps cooking the way they are. And that includes – and I will say this, that does include having to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. That does yeah. include that. So, they're going to be cooking. But I look if Washington finishes out, wins out, 
I think they're in. I think Oregon mm-hmm. is Oregon is one of the most interesting teams for me because they are good and they have an SEC mentality. And if I, I just don't know how they climb over Washington without Washington losing. And that's going to be the part that's the most kind of interesting. And and undefeated Florida State's got to go. They got it. They got like not go like not leave. They got to go to the playoff. An undefeated Florida mm-hmm. State has to go to the playoff. And so this is all going to be really interesting. I think that Ohio State Michigan game. I mean, we still got a few weeks. I, listen, I'm I'm just now making turkey stock. We still got time to go out there and get ready for Thanksgiving. So we still got a little bit of time before that game. But at the end of the day, I think the reality of this is Florida State has to be undefeated. Washington has to be undefeated. But Alabama, Oregon can be one loss. And I think because those teams are going to be sitting there at one loss, it's going to be how do we – what do we do with Ohio State, Michigan? I think that ultimately at the end of the season – and, oh, by the way, Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. Mm. I want to talk about, you know, to make right? the college football. Is it this weekend or next? It's the 11th, Saturday, the 11th. That's yeah. that's this yeah. weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Penn State. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Weekend. Okay. Yeah. So do you, where do you think there's value right now on to make the college football playoff? Where would you be placing your bets today? Oh, you know what? I think if we're talking value, I'm going to go ahead and start with Ole Miss at 10. Because Ole Miss, listen, who knows what's going to happen. Like, there could be a lot of dominoes that fall. And if Ole Miss just keeps their ducks in a row, and specifically, here's what, if I'm Ole Miss, here's what I want. I want Alabama to beat everybody else. I want them to go for it. Beat everybody else (laughs) and then lose to Georgia. And then they lose to Georgia. Now that means you've crept up just a little bit. I want I want Ohio I want Michigan to lose to Penn State. I'm already ahead of Penn State. I'm not worried about them. I need to I need to keep going. I need Oklahoma to obviously we just saw Oklahoma drop another game, so we're not worried about them. I need Texas to lose. But the pieces in front of you can lose. And I mean, I'll tell you what, man, if Washington State, I don't know what do we let me ask you guys this. And I love doing this. I love flipping it back to you guys. What do we expect week to week from Washington State? <clears throat> <laughs> good. You guys know problem- fun, exciting, entertaining college football. That's why. <laughs> like they can be real bad or real good. Like I have no idea on a week to week basis mm-hmm. what team shows up. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes itself up. But if I'm going to look in value, I'm looking value at Ole Miss because uh, you're going to get a good number there. Um, Alabama, obviously, in theory, is good value, but they're still they're favored over teams that, that are in front of them, actually. So that's going to yeah. be interesting. Uh, Oregon, another one. I think Louisville kind of like just laying in the weeds, hanging out, hanging out, hanging out. And so Louisville's going to be an interesting one because maybe that's the team that, that, um, ends up, you know, that they've, they've got an opportunity to, to still go to Charlotte because the ACC scrapped divisions. So they got an opportunity to, to go to Charlotte and get a dub. That's going to be interesting. And listen, listen, I went to UNC and I they are there. I'm not putting them on the list of, of possible. I'm putting them on the list of absolutely what happened here because they <laughs> they had a they were in the top 15. And listen, I, I say this all the time. It is easier to drive your car off a cliff in college football than it is to continue to be good. And literally, that's what's happened with UNC right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. 
I want to talk about USC and specifically Caleb Ooh. Williams for just a bit yeah. because USC fired uh, its defensive coordinator. Michael, you have rightfully said from Jump Street that USC was never a contender for the college football playoff yep. because the defense was giving up way too many explosive plays and you were absolutely spot on. I would now like to make the argument that the PR machine for Lincoln Riley went too far and he is one of the reasons also why USC is not in contention for a college football playoff spot. And in a way, he may have done a disservice to Caleb Williams, so much so that there may be value in looking elsewhere for who will go number one overall in the NFL draft. What say you? Uh, yeah, we just talked about UNC. Drake Mays helped himself. Even though the team's bad, he's still put, he's still doing his thing. He's playing within the structure. I talked to I was talking to Ryan Shazier about this, right? The Buccaneers linebacker, the Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I brought up was Caleb Williams still doesn't play within the structure of an offense. He 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 gets allowed to do a lot more freelancing. He gets to do his own thing. And in the NFL, there's coaches that don't value that. And when you talk about Lincoln Riley, to tie this back to him, not to, this ain't Caleb's fault at all. I look at Lincoln Riley, and then I start to look back at the picture of what he's put out. He's got Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, of course. I, I do not give him Jalen Hurts. Um, you show me another Lincoln Riley quarterback that squats 700 pounds, and, um, then, and you can get back to me on that one. That's Bama built, baby. Um, mm-hmm. So when I, when I look at him, now we have to take a step back. The Cardinals hate Kyler Murray. Um, Baker is essentially a journeyman at this point. So what has he done to put out into the NFL? He's got a handful of wide receivers that are pretty good. I will I will give him that. Those guys are good. Uh, CD, I love C- Oh, my God, I love CD Williams. But the reality for me is we do have to start to take the question of what is he developing versus what he's taking advantage of. He could take advantage of some things in the in the Big 12. He couldn't take, he's not able to take advantage of right now in the Pac-12. Uh, and with respect to watching the way that the Pac-12's defense has started to step up, UCLA, I know they lost, but UCLA's defense is still a quality defense. Obviously, Utah. In Utah, what they did was put the paws on them. And if your team, if Utah's putting a pause on you, you know you're in trouble. And then you throw in what we're going to get out of what we got out of them against a Notre Dame team that plays exceptionally defense football, defensive football. By the way, Notre Dame, they're going to take a big step back, right? Losing to Clemson, which was a win that goodness gracious. That the Palmetto State needed mm-hmm. both of these wins. And I thought that South Carolina was going to lose to Jackson State, uh, Jacksonville State, but man, they were able to come up and get a win. So that was a good weekend in South Carolina. But no, to go back to Lincoln Riley, I, I think the I think we do have to put silo this blame on him because one, he brought Grinch with him from Oklahoma. Two, there were no adjustments ever made, and this is something about Venables. And I know Oklahoma's struggling right now too, but Venables will take your behind out of the game. And I don't think that Lincoln Riley or Alex Grinch have that in them to do, which means that once you become a starter whether it's because you're a high four-star or you're a big-time recruit or a big-time transfer, even if you mess up, you stay in the game. Venables is going to take your behind out. He'll lose. Venables would rather lose with a guy like me that's doing the right thing, that just can't get the job done, than lose with a guy like, you know, like a, like, like Stryker, who is super talented, but guess what? Freelances, and he's in the wrong place at the right time all the time. And so I think that that's a big thing. Um, so that, that, again, and I've said this before on the show, but you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. Either way, it's your fault. So, yes, you have to take the blame for that. And then um, just uh, I want to say this. 
anyone that's upset with Caleb Williams crying and and and, and going oh, to get please. this kind of consoling with his parents, those folks, you can get you can get all the way out of here, like jump off the planet yeah. because that's it means a lot to him. And this is a kid. It's not about him struggling through adversity. It's not about him manning up. This is about a guy who is trying his damnedest to get the job done, and there are feelings that he can't control. Yeah, amen. Agree, one hundred percent. Uh, let, let's blend college in the NFL. Like in our world with betting, the number one NFL story has been unders. Nobody can score and they're lowering it and nobody still can score. We had nine backups quarterbacks playing this weekend yeah. and halfway through the season, Michael, I'm looking at the, the draft order right now and I'm yeah. like, okay, Arizona. Yeah. Kyler might be coming back this weekend. They probably want to move on in their new era. Chicago has two right. and three. They're, they're taking a quarterback. Giants have four. They might move up. They're taking a quarterback. New England, the Mac Jones thing is done. They're taking a quarterback. Yeah. The ramp Stafford on his last legs, they're taking a quarterback. Seven, the Packers, love. They're, they need to take a quarterback. Eight, Tampa Bay has Baker. They need to take a quarterback. Nine, Denver. Sean Payton probably wants his guy. They might take a quarterback. Eleven, you got Atlanta with Ritter. They need to take a quarterback. Like, Washington's trying to figure out what they got and how. So, <laughs> like, everybody needs a quarterback in the top ten. So, uh, a lot of people released their top 50 big boards this week. And I was yeah. counting the number of quarterbacks that we, we say this is a really strong class. Of course, Caleb and May. We, we all know that. Then you see sure. Sugar Sanders in there. Michael Penix, uh -huh. yours, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix. Like the consensus is all of them are in the top 50. Right now. Yeah. How many yeah. quarterbacks do you think are going to go in the first round? All right, let's go through it. Let's work through it. Because here's the thing. I've yeah. seen J.J. McCarthy in some people's top 20. I saw that too. Feels That feels crazy mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. That feels nuts. But so we're talking May, Williams, mm -hmm. Penix, possibly Ewers. Yes. Ewers yes. is a possible in there. Ooh, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Is Bo next? I guess if we're... Bo, Bo Nix and JJ feel crazy, but Bo Nix feels like he got some real coaching. I don't think, mm -hmm. I think JJ's been so limited in what they let him do, but somebody's going to fall in love with him the way he tests. He's going to mm -hmm. test off the charts. He's going to test off the charts. So we're looking at seven right now. Are we looking at seven? Yeah. Seven guys. And then. Did we say Sanders? I don't know what's going to happen. Shadur? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like if he leaves, is he going to leave his dad in this situation? Mm. That's another – that's the hard that's – the, that's the real question to me. But if I'm his dad, I'm telling him to go because we can't protect you, man. We can't protect you. Mm -hmm. We can't help you, buddy. We, you're getting – listen, you need to leave because you're getting, you're getting dogged out right now. And then, like, what do we do with Jordan Travis? Where does he fit into all this? And that's man. another part that's going to be interesting because he's – I think out of all these guys, with the exception probably of Penix – Jordan Travis is the guy that probably kind of gets it the most and understands that he can be dynamic. Like Jordan Travis is a, um, like I remember when Russell Wilson was coming out and obviously he wasn't a high draft pick, but Jordan Travis reminds me a little bit of that um, in terms of what he's able to do. If the right team picks him, like I could see, cause we're the Seahawks pick. They don't do the Seahawks. The Seahawks pick 25th right now. Right. Ooh. And uh, so I think they, they're, they're in the mid twenties. I could see them going right after that. So that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. It's going to be like seven. Five seconds. <laughs>
Five seconds, <laughs> Michigan, Penn State, who wins? Michigan's going to win. Penn State should win, but they're going to make some mistakes. Gotcha. Michael Felder, follow him on X at In the Bleachers. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL writer Mike Sando from The Athletic put out his midseason awards. We will talk about it right here on the BetQL Network.